about that? We got a little bit of everything. We got Ireland on the call. We got Mike Trudell pinch hitting for Ireland. Oh, great on the calls call, from both of them. Fantastic. Those were that was a great moment. Mike Breen on ESPN had a good bang. By the way, what a great signature call that he's got. It's just everything about that was super fun to watch last night. That yeah. part of it, at least. I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go bang bang. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think we've done that before. Granted, I think that came from the Chappelle show. So I'm sure there's gonna be some type of litigation coming my way uh, soon, very soon. <laughs> Yes. Um, I went to go get a glass of water during during our break here and, and walk through my, my house again. I sent you guys a video earlier this morning of how Santa figurines have taken sure. over the, Everywhere. the, the house. Mm-hmm. There's an entire there, – there's a coffee table in our living room that has – I showed you the Santas on top of it, but what I failed yep. to do was get the low angle. The entire bottom of the coffee table is covered in Santas as well. So I think that pushes our Santa total well over – into triple digits. Yeah, 107, I think, right now is the count. <laughs> you have 107 Santas yeah. at your house. Okay, so so I, I got – go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you you need to get to Austin Reeves. I can feel it in your bones. You need well, to get this out. It's here's like a the sneeze thing. that you've been holding. No, in. no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> there are a lot of angles to last night's win, Lakers over the Dallas Mavericks. By the way, today's uh, stat hero of the day is Austin Reeves. It's a it's a very simple one here. First Laker with a go-ahead three-point field goal in the, last, in the final five seconds of an overtime period since Kobe did it against the Blazers back in 2004. So it just kind of shows, um, you know, how, how kind of a big of a moment that was. But let, let's put aside, put the Lakers to the side for a quick second. Put um, where the Lakers are in the standings to the side. Put away all this stuff that's been a surround that's been surrounding the Lakers, and it's the big three. And is this the right fit? And is that the right fit? That was a really, really cool moment for sure. Austin Reeves. That's why he's the hero of the day. Stat hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Stat hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. You can go to stathero.com slash seven ten ESPN for a hundred percent deposit match. You're happy for him. You're happy for, for this un- sure. undrafted dude that, uh, what did you say earlier? that Every team t- in the league passed on him twice. Twice, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's, like, I never uh, really thought of it from nah, that. we're good. Hey, okay, we've gone through you, another chance. You want him? No, nah, we're good. Twice. Ma- makes this Lakers team, you know, eventually the Lakers sign him. He's a two-way player. Um, and, and now is really kind of getting up. He's getting Good rotational minutes. Uh, he was out for a little bit with an injury, but since he's come back, he's getting opportunities. So he goes five of six. Mm-hmm. He hits. It wasn't LeBron that hit the shot. It wasn't Anthony Davis that hit. It wasn't Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. It wasn't any of these Hall of Famers. It was Austin Reeves with the, the game tied at 104. And it's not like it's the only shot that he hit. He had five no. threes total. He was five he was of six from five the three-point line. It's incredible. So that portion, when you kind of put everything to the side – Really cool moment. You could yep. see the joy from the Lakers team. Like, they listen, they needed a little bit of joy. You know what I mean, Trav? I, Al, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly the, the one thing that I wanted to add to what you were saying, Because I and I'm with you. I, I thought you, you nailed it. But the one thing that in addition to all of this, yep, it almost felt like a, a pressure valve had been released. Like just this incredible moment of joy and exultation and excitement overtook that entire roster and in, in, in large part because of who hit the shot, right? The, like all the reasons the undrafted yeah. player yep. doesn't play a lot, has has a night where he can't miss. He and he knocks it down. He, by the way, he got tackled, got knocked on his butt. Should have been a four point play, but put that aside for a second. And just that, hey, something finally went right. Let's throw a party. Let's hit him with the ice bucket. The whole thing. It, it, 
it wasn't and these are old guys right and i don't mean like old as an age but guys that have seen as in they've seen everything, everything. Right. right dwight i know dwight wasn't there last night but you got you got carmelo you got lebron you've got ad you got russell westbrook you've got these guys that have been in the league forever deandre jordan they've, they've been rondo in the wayne ellington all of them all of them and they were genuinely thrilled that austin reeves had that moment and they should have been because it was awesome so that's the part of cool yeah. moment for him Lakers, Lakers, finally, you know, I guess you could say just kind of squeaking out a win. But yep. there's, there's a also a, a reality of the of the game last night. Would you like to explain that reality? I, I, I would. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all the guests on the show appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Everything that you said was true. Mm-hmm. Here's what also was true about last night's game. The Lakers had three Hall of Famers play last night. Anthony Davis played 39 minutes. LeBron James played 43 minutes. And Russell Westbrook played 42 minutes to beat Jalen Brunson in the Mavs. Okay? Luka Doncic was nowhere to be found. He didn't play. Okay? Jalen Brunson was the Mavs' best best player last night. And I'm not throwing shade at him. He's a nice player. But he ain't Russell Westbrook. He ain't Anthony Davis. He's not LeBron James. He's not Luka. Okay? Did you see the shots that they were getting in the fourth quarter? I'm talking about the Lakers. The Lakers' offense in the fourth quarter, I've watched basketball a long time. I don't know what that is. I don't know how dribbling at the top and then taking contested 25-footers is an offense. I don't know what that was. They were lucky to be in that game last night. If that ball doesn't get deflected to Wayne Ellington in the corner, they lose. If Russell Westbrook doesn't make his one three-pointer of the game in overtime, they lose. If they don't have an undrafted player channel Steph Curry for a night, they lose. AD was worse last night than he's been, and he hasn't been very good. LeBron can't get a shot off in the backcourt the way that he used to be able to do it. You saw him try to shake guys loose. He just can't do it the way that he used to be able to do it. I understand that it's still pretty good, but it's not like it used to be. Dallas is not good. They're average on their best. Even with Luka, they're average. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have their best guy last night. And the Lakers had all of their best guys. And they needed to get lucky and have a undrafted player make five out of six threes to win a game against a team that has no business hanging with those guys, or at least on paper has no business hanging with those guys. At the end of that game, this, this is the thought. Two, two simultaneous thoughts going through my head at the same time. Number one, how cool was that for Austin Reeves? Yep. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. And you know what? Frank Vogel's going to get fired. That, 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 that fourth quarter last night is how you get yourself fired. Just complete disorganization. Guys taking terrible shots, not setting anything up. You, you, let's go back to the beginning of the season, Sleep. When all those game-ending situations, and it's Anthony Davis one night, it's Malik Monk the other night, it's Russell Westbrook a different night. All of these game none of these are good shots. Mm-hmm. None of these are plays that you come out of a break and you're like, oh, hey, look, it either goes in or it doesn't, but at least it's a good shot. The Lakers are running God knows what at the end of these games. It's complete chaos. Nobody knows what's going on. That's how you get yourself fired when it's just it, – they got nothing but lucky last night. It was exciting and fun and cool to watch. But they played terribly for four quarters. They really, truly did. So they didn't deserve to win the game, and that's just the reality of it. They won the game, and you know I'm doing the post game show yesterday. It's kind of this. It's this weird balance. It's 
you feel good for Reeves. The Lakers won the game. They have genuine joy that they're kind of walking away. Hey, you know what? We don't have to talk about losing to the Mavs without Luka. I think there's a little bit of all that. But then I, I think, you know, this is part of our job as well. How do you look in the process? When mm-hmm. you get an L, okay, well, what was – if you got the loss – did you play well? Were key guys missing? Could you have easily won the game? A mistake here or there? Same thing if you win a game. Had you win the game? Uh, the Lakers got lucky. There was a point, yes, I want to say seven minutes ago, something along those lines. They were down seven. I'm like, this. they're probably going to lose this game. Yep. Okay, how about down three in the final couple of possessions in the fourth quarter? LeBron takes the three that you were talking about where there is no – there are no – they don't won plays. It's isolation basketball towards the end of the game. And I, I know what you're talking about, the risk of doing that and, and making sure that you're not executing. If you're a coach out there for a team with this high of expectations, you lose games like the one yesterday. If you'd have lost that game uh, yesterday without Luka, certainly the conversation's a lot. They got lucky yesterday. They got lucky that AD tipped the ball off LeBron's miss and it went to Ellington. And he had the the whereabouts of saying, okay, I got enough time to have a pump fake and then take the three, get a good yep. shot off. And, and, and they did get lucky. So both things can be right, like you mentioned. This is a question I want to throw out to Laker fans. Lakers have won six of their last eight games. I'm not going to get into, I won't do it yet, who they played. I'm, I'm going to put that to the side for a second. They've also won three games in a row. Mm-hmm. So one six of eight, they've won three games in a row. Is there something there? Is there something there? Um, we can get into that when we come back. Plus, we got our NFL pickums, so you can call in right now if you want to be a part of the show. We'll take some of these Laker calls. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-ESPN. You can give your thoughts on that uh, Lakers win against the Mavs yesterday. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. All right, here we go. So we do it every single week, and here are the standings heading into Week 15, Al. You are comfortably in the lead with 72 points. Our guest pickers have compiled 60 points, and I'm in last with 47. So that's where we are right now through the first 14 weeks of the season. We have our guest picker this week. It is David from Irvine. David, are you ready to take down Slee? You're going to beat me in your sleep. Can you take out Alan Sliwa? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I, I have been waiting for this for the last few hours. I cannot wait. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All right, let's Jeez, start. David, like relax there, bro. It's a kid show. <laughs> the, the Rams are at home against the Seattle Seahawks. Both the Rams and the Seahawks on two-game winning streak. Both looking right. to win three in a row. The Rams are at home. They are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Slee, who you got? All right, so uh, I'm going to keep riding this momentum. I, I don't think the Rams – have a letdown after what they did against Arizona. I'm going to take the Rams. I know it's four and a half points. They're playing at SoFi. Kind of a sometimes after you win a big game, Trav, you kind of need a statement game after that to make mm-hmm. sure that you're riding some kind of momentum. I'll go Rams three on this one. All right, Al's got the Rams at three. David and Irvine, what do you got? I got the Rams, and I'm going. That is my number one pick. That's number that's four for the Rams for me. Okay, so I don't he's think going. they're losing. All the way at the top for the Rams for David. Um, I'm going to take the Rams as well, but 
you guys, they added more guys to the COVID list. They haven't taken mm-hmm. guys off. They've been adding more guys to it. So we'll see what that looks like. I think they win the game four and a half. I think it's probably more of a field goal game. We'll see something like that. So I am going to take the Rams, but I'm going to do at the bottom with one. All right, David, you're going first here on our second game. It's the game that's taking place tonight at SoFi Stadium. The Chiefs in town to take on the Chargers. The Chiefs are road favorites. They are favorites by three points. Who you got? This one, I'll be honest, fellas, this one was the toughest one for me. Um, But after much debate and uh, using my advisory board, I'm going Chiefs. uh, But I am giving this the lowest of the numbers. I'm going with a one on this one. Do you hear that, Al? He's got an advisory board that he's uh, checking in with. So that's that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are rolling. I think the Chargers. Seven bookies under the payroll. (laughs) I'm going the Chiefs, and I'm putting them all the way at the top, Al. KC at four for me. What about you? We're on the same page. I'm going Chiefs as well. I'm going four. We talked about this game a little bit earlier. This is a type of game the Chargers lose. If they win it, hey, it's a shock. It's a surprise. Uh, the points don't scare me. Only three points. So I'll, I'll go Chiefs four in this one. So, so far we've guaranteed that the Seahawks will win and that the Chargers will win because we've yep. been unanimous That's right. in, in the first <laughs> two. Uh, I'm going first here. Uh, it is the Raider game. This one's weird because the mm-hmm. Raiders are on the road in Cleveland taking on the Browns. However, the Raiders are favored by a point and a half. So we're basically in pick'em territory yep. almost. Um, the Browns have like 68 guys in COVID protocols. Among them, Baker Mayfield, their head coach, is going to coach virtually in this game reportedly. Um, all of that being said, the Raiders are a team that I cannot put any faith in. So I'm going to take the Browns, and I'm going to put them at number two. Al. Um, okay, so – it's a tough one. This, I, I, for some reason, I find these the more difficult ones when they're close. Both teams are not consistent. Like this is the one I kind of scratch my head at. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll go. I don't know what the hell to pick here. I'm going Raiders too. Let's put Raiders too on this one. Let's go the, the opposite way. way. That's yeah. probably the one you're gonna get. Either the Raiders are probably gonna win by nine points now. Just I don't know. No. Give me the Raiders at two. No, David. I don't know about that. Who you got, David? I'm going same, actually. Raiders at two. Browns just put two, three more guys on the COVID list, so I, I really don't think that uh, they're going to be in a good place this weekend. Yeah, my phone's ringing. I think it's Kevin Stefanski asking me if I want to play left tackle against the Raiders uh, on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. But, but we'll see how it shakes out. All right, last game. Al, you pick first here. This one's a weird one, too. Green Bay on the road, but they're a five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Baltimore Ravens. And here's what's weird about it. We don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play or not. He's a game-time decision. Ravens, pack, pack five-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Ravens can win this game. Ravens can be in this game. Five-and-a-half points is a good amount, but I think the uncertainty just throws me back to the Packers. I'll go Packers. I only have one left, one in uh, the final pick. All right. And David? Well, as a Bears fan, um, unfortunately, <laughs> I am grown to hate the Packers, but uh, given how Aaron Rodgers owns myself and my team, I do have to go with them, uh, and I'm given Packers in three. There you go, Green week. Bay at three. I'm going to go against the grain here. I just to try to grab some points for no other reason. Give me Baltimore at three, and Lamar going to need you to get go squared away. So uh, I got a chance. Maybe I can get the cover. Maybe Green Bay wins, but I can get a little backdoor cover. David, thank you. Uh, thank you, sure David. You check in with us on uh, Monday when we break down the picks, and uh, we'll see how you did. Hopefully you took you took Slee out along the way. Thanks, David. Much appreciated, gentlemen. You got All right, it. Man. All right. So your question. Yep. Does 
three in a row, does five out of six for the Lakers. Six of eight. Six, six of eight. Six yep. of eight. Uh, even better. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Can I without, set it up a little further? Can I can sure. I give some context to it? Because they've played I, bad teams. That's the context. Well, the, the, just kind of pay attention to this, right? The the three in a row. Okay, three in a row. Okay, Lakers are looking for some kind of momentum, right? Six of eight. You know, we we've had this conversation. When's that stretch coming where you're going to win nine to ten games? When's that stretch coming where you say, hey, you go look at the standings. And you look at how many, you know, who's got the the most wins in a row in the NBA. Lakers are sitting there with seven wins in a row. That stretch hasn't happened. So this Mm -hmm. is the closest thing that I could kind of reference to. This is the context of it. Every one of those games that they won of those six of eight games are against teams either sitting at 500, which is Boston and Dallas, or below 500. Who are exactly at 500. Exactly at 500, Mediocre defined. Mediocre at best. And you want me to go a step further? Jalen Brown didn't play for the Boston Celtics. Luka didn't play for the Dallas Mavericks. That's just the reality of the situation. The two the uh, the two losses that the Lakers have over those eight games are two teams that are in front of the Lakers in the standings, the Clippers and the, um, and the Memphis Grizzlies. No John Morant for one of those games. Of course, no Kawhi for the other. So two teams above 500 you lost against. Everybody else you beat. Trav, I don't know why I say this, and I, it doesn't even feel good when I say it. I do kind of think that winning six of eight is sort of a big deal. It's sort of something, and I think winning three in a row is sort of something. It's not because of who they played. It's not because the Lakers are playing fantastic basketball. It's because there aren't that many other things to highlight so far this year, and I think that kind of stands out. Yeah, look, I, I get what you're saying, and I'm not saying it's nothing, but I'm going to stop way short of big deal. I'm going to stop way short of yeah, anything. Yeah, that's probably I, not the right term yeah, to use. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not. You know, they've, like you, you laid out their schedule. Um, have they looked good in any of these games? Not really. Do, do, do they look better than they did a month ago? Not really. Do they look better than they looked two months ago? Not really. That you could have a stretch where you win seven of eight or nine of ten, like you're talking about, and and I'll take it because you got to have wins and you got to get in the playoffs. I, I I get it. I'm far more interested in what does it look like. Are you playing well? Are you not playing well? And the answer is they're not. I, I know they won that game last night. I know that Austin Reeves had a moment that he's going to remember for the rest of his life, and that's cool. And I I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he got to experience that. I jumped off my couch too. It was awesome. They played like crap. They, 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 they did not play well. They, I'm going to say it again. Anthony Davis played 39 minutes. LeBron played 43. Russell Westbrook played 42. And they barely beat a Jalen Brunson-led Dallas team. They're not playing well. So while they're winning, okay. The, the goal is not to, hey, did you beat this team on a Wednesday night? I get it. The goal is, are they going to win a championship? You know, the same standard we hold the Dodgers to, the same standard we hold the Rams to, can you win a championship or not? Are you playing at a championship level? For the vast majority of the baseball season, the Dodgers did. They looked like they had a chance to win a championship. It's like, okay, let's go. Let's see what happens mm-hmm. in the playoffs. They come up a little bit short. The Rams, at times, have looked like they have. At times, they've looked like they don't stand a chance. Right now, it feels like they're playing some pretty good football all over again. The Lakers, for two and a half months, have looked like a – I don't even want to say an average team. They haven't even looked like that. They've looked like a below-average team. So I'm not going to get super excited about beating a really average Dallas team without their best guy because Austin Reeves, of all people, mm-hmm. got super hot. If, well, if, that, it's it's and, and Trev, that's the reality, right? Like every what you just laid out, that's the reality. Like you can't spin that. We can't spin. 
I could say I, I was excited for Austin Reeves. You can as well. It was kind of cool to see that awesome. environment yesterday. But you can't spin. Well, they really deserve to win that one. You can't spin. Uh, talk about earning it. Like you can't spin that. You, you just can't. There is no. There is no angle on that. I will say that um, the next few games here, I, I'm I'm very interested because. The Minnesota Timberwolves were up 33 against the Lakers at Staples Center. They won by 24. Yikes. Chicago, who uh, that one's going to be tough to see what happens because they got so many guys in health and safety protocols. They haven't played since Saturday. I don't know what's going to happen there, but Chicago's a good team when they're healthy. They beat the Lakers at Staples Center. Remember that game. Then after that, you got the Phoenix Suns. You got Brooklyn on on Christmas Day. You're going to start playing real teams. You know, like the, the six of eight that I'm talking about, and the only two teams above 500 were the Clippers and the Grizzlies, and they were without two of their key players. Those days are you're going to have a lot less of those days. Like the future for the NBA or the future for the Lakers, you're gonna you're gonna finally get a chance to see these big time teams, and if the Lakers are even in that conversation right now. Travis Lee's brought you by Goodyear with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. So it's starting again. Wild trade mo- rumors involving the uh, the who else? The Lakers, right? They're always in the middle of. Hey, you know who the Lakers should get? Uh, there's another one. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Can I ask you a food question, real quick, Al? What do you got? Um, you know, I'm sure you have supply chain. Here comes another supply chain question. Mm-hmm. That there's a chicken wing shortage. We yep. heard this, right? Yep. Okay. Why do we have a chicken wing shortage, but the other pieces of the chicken are available in abundance? Like, we don't have a chicken thigh or drumstick or breast shortage. Why, I mean, all chickens have two of each of those things. Why are so, we just down on wings? Well, it could just be... Um... Uh, supply and demand, right? Like the demand for the wings a lot higher than a chicken breast, right? The demand for wings much more popular than the thigh. That, yeah, that's but, the, but that's, okay, that's that, kind of the 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 concept of it is. Let, let me let me ask you a question: Are you a big chicken breast guy? Not particularly. It's not. My, I'm not I, either. It's like yeah. last on the list of yeah. you know. What no, it comes. drumsticks last, but the 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 breast is not my favorite. It's well, it's, it's thigh, the breast is wing, doesn't have wing, that much flavor. Like you it's know, it's just dry. The yeah. thigh is the greatest. I mean, I that's agree. like okay. That's well, correct. what are we doing here? Why are we even? Why are we selling anything else? Right? <laughs> <laughs> because because thighs cost money and wings are relatively cheap. I would have said people I mean, love wings. Football season, sports, yeah. people staying in. I, wings okay. are a commo- if, if commodity. If we're just talking that these things are not available because people are buying, but they're making it sound like they're just we, we don't here. We got all of these thighs, but we don't have any wings. It's like what are we? Growing chickens without wings now? I, Haven't I you I seen? Understand. I mean, where have you been? <laughs> Wingless chickens? Why not? Why not? ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. So you asked the question about is this a, a, a big deal or not? The the six of eight and the fact is it something? Big deal is big deal. You're right. You're like right. You can't you can't use that word yeah. because there's nothing the uh, Lakers have done that have been. Okay. That I'm going to ask you this, and we got some phone calls that I want to get to, but I'm going to kind of flip the question back at you. Well then, I'll I'll reflip over your way. So let's see what you have. Do, do you think the Lakers are better than they were a month ago? Well, do you think two weeks ago? Okay, sorry. I do, I'm, I'm really because um, do I think they're better, better than, than me? No, I I think every day that goes by, you know, there's more concern because if you ask me, do you think they were better than they were before the season started? As in, like, I had an expectation before the season started that I thought they would be 
one of the teams in the conversation of five, six teams. You don't hesitate. Of course, Lakers are in there with yeah. Milwaukee and Brooklyn and the Suns. I wouldn't have thought the Warriors were as good as they are. So um, every day that goes by and you get more games together and that's becoming less and less of a reality, that's a concern. you know. So you're 29 games in now. Well, it was just a month ago we were saying, well, you're 10 games in. Right. Okay, well, then you're 16 games in. Now you're 29 games in. Your record says 16 and 13. You're three games above 500. You're not in position. Remember, the top four teams will get home court in the first round. Um, you're behind two teams just to have home court in the first round. So to answer your question, I think – were they better a month ago than they are today? No, not no, only it's, are they better now than they were a month ago. Or that's what I'm saying. Are, are yeah. they better now than they were a month ago? Not not only uh, do I not believe that, but I also I'm more concerned today than I was a month ago because another month has gone through where they've played together and you haven't seen significant improvements. You've heard me say it every week. Okay, another week's off the calendar. They're still not they're still not looking mm-hmm. right. Okay, there's another week, and two weeks turns into a month. Two a month turns into two months. Here we are. We're, we're over a third of the season in, mm-hmm. and I mean, you saw what it looked like last night. Thank goodness Austin Reeves got hot. Thank goodness he knocked down. So thank goodness that ball bounced to Wayne Ellington, or they would they got lucky. No, they should. They, they, they shouldn't have won. Did. They shouldn't have won the game. Yeah, you know that. To, to simplify it, they should have walked away with an L yesterday against Dallas, and that's why sometimes. It's a little dangerous when you win a game like that and everybody walks away like, oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We won. Yeah, but the, how did you win? Let's try with Los Angeles and Steven. Steven, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. Question for each of you. How many chicken breasts does it take to fill you up? One. Um, I'd probably go a little bit more than one. I don't really get full off chicken. You get full off chicken breasts? What? Chicken breasts is pretty good size. Oh, yeah, one. Okay, that's if it's from Costco, right, half of one because it's like uh, it's like the size of. Uh, okay. How about wings? Um, I don't. You can't really get full off of wings. I mean, you gotta have a lot of wings to get full. I, if if I get an order of and wings, that's the and, reason and it's for got the twelve. I'm in. Go go ahead, Stephen. I was just saying, and that's the reason for the shortage right there. Each chicken's got two breasts, two wings, but. No way in hell are two wings going to fill you up. You need a whole lot of chickens. <laughs> okay, that's a good that's a good explanation. Thank you, Stephen. I, I I will take that, and that makes perfect logical sense. But the way that this is being positioned is that there is fewer wings than breasts, like in the universe. Okay, they're the, the pre- exact listen, same amount. You get the concept of what they're saying. I do. But now, the presentation now, yes. the presentation wasn't good on their part. <laughs> they didn't go. have a good presentation. That's a better way of doing it. All right, let's uh let's go to Wayne in Hollywood. Wayne, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey guys, um one thing I took from last night's game, and this is with me an ongoing frustration since LeBron's been here, and by the way, I love LeBron, I'm not being that guy. But every time the Lakers are in a tight game since he's been here. In the closing minutes of a game, and especially the last possession, the offense is LeBron dribbles for 22 seconds and then puts up a fallaway three or a long shot. And, guys, I have to rack my brains. I can maybe think of once in the entire time he's been a Laker that LeBron has actually hit that shot to win or extend the game. I mean, he does everything else so amazingly. He's a great team guy for like three and three-quarter quarters. But at the end of games, LeBron just hammering the ball up and down and then firing up a 
30-footer is lousy offense, and they do it all the time. Yeah, Wayne, you bring up a really good point, and it's a point that I've been making all day today. I, I agree with you. I, there's one thing I want to throw he did in did it three though. weeks ago, by the way. That's the yeah, Pacers. No, for sure, but he was making shots that night, and, and I think that's the difference, that sometimes they go in and sometimes they don't, and we're going to react It's still dangerous, and if you're a defense, you're more. okay with it. You're Couldn't okay agree it. more. Yep. Couldn't agree more about the defense. But here, here's the really scary part, and mm-hmm. let, me, let me set this up with as much context as possible. I'm not saying that he's washed or gassed or anything like this. What I am saying is what – Wayne just described what you and I have talked about with LeBron at the ball at the top, pounding the ball, right? What did we almost always know that he was going to at least fake or, or actually do? He's going to go to the room. He was going to go to the basket. And he was so fast and he was so strong mm-hmm. and so quick that you had to give LeBron a little bit of room or he's going to go right by you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're not doing that anymore. They're, they're playing him much, much tighter. The, the, the gap between where LeBron is and where his defender is has gotten much slower because he cannot do that to the same level of effectiveness as he could two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. He's just in his 19th season. Can he do it occasionally? Yes, but you, it's, it's not the offense that they're running. It's that the threat of him attacking the rim the way he used to is gone. That's the part to me that's busted because no one else is moving. Everyone's just standing around waiting for him to do this, only it never happens. So I, I think I disagree with a portion of that. I, I think he settles, and I think there's times that that happens where he settles at the end of games and he does rely. By the way, maybe it's tired legs. I just played 40 minutes against the freaking Mavs. Uh, who would have thought I'd, they'd need me like this? He was 43. You know, this is going to sound dumb, but he was Western Conference Player of the Week. I know that doesn't mean anything. The guy's still delivering. There was a couple weeks ago against the Pacers that. But but what the the problem that I have at the end of games and use the game against the Mavs as an example. Why is it a game? Why are you in a game against the Mavs at the end? Do they execute at the end? They don't. No, no question about it. It's isolation ball. But you know, if we want to. You know what I'd hate to do? I'd hate to pick at Braun at the end of a game where I'd prefer saying, well, AD, you're going to take over a game at any time? You're going to come in and and you're going to have one of those games where you actually feel his presence over the course of four quarters? Are you going to be anywhere near where you were 14 months ago? Am I asking for too much for a player like Anthony Davis to just play like Anthony Davis? Am I yes. am I asking or it's been like you, you answered your own question? It's been fourteen mm-hmm. months. It's been it's been over a year. What he forgot how to play? I, I don't know. I that that's the best question of, mm-hmm. of, of them all, Al. That's what happened. I don't know. I I I don't know what I'm looking at because it doesn't make any sense at all. And it's weird. I'm He's not. Being, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the, the part about LeBron, it's not. Nobody's doing anything. They're standing around. It's the worst. It's the worst. There's no play. Look, when you watch Eric Spolster or Steve Kerr or any of the, they get a shot. There's there's some action where somebody's coming off the screen catching the ball. This is pound, 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 Mm -hmm. contested long jumper. I, I. I don't know. It, it, this seems like a recipe for change. Very, very soon. Let's try another one. Uh, Brea, Patrick. Patrick, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I have a question that's kind of two parts. Have you, uh, have you seen a game? I've watched every game, I believe. Have you seen a game where AD, LeBron, and Russ have all played at the level that they're capable of? Because um, I believe it's like always two out of three or one out of three have great games. But if you put all three of them 
at what they're capable of playing at in any one game? Don't you think they would just destroy everybody? So it's funny, Patrick, and we appreciate you calling into the show. I think naturally, if all three are having a good game, their numbers are going to be a little less, right, Trav? If if Russ is having a triple-double type of game, then maybe LeBron's going to have a few less assists. If AD is dropping 30, then maybe LeBron's going to have a, less points. But I think the question Patrick's asking is, has there been a game? And I don't I don't care about you know some of these other, oh, you blew out the Oklahoma City Thunder recently. Like Those games don't matter to me. Yeah. Phoenix Suns, you Phoenix Suns, you got coming up on Tuesday. Can that be a game where everybody just jives? That it looks good, it feels good. AD's clicking, Russ is clicking, LeBron's doing what he does. That's the question, right? Because even to this point, I, I listed out the schedule: the six of eight wins, who they played. You know, we were talking about the Rams, and Matt Stafford is a good example. What you do in the regular season, well, no one's going to really care. They want to see what you do in the postseason. I think for the Lakers, you could play bad teams and squeak out a win against the Mavs. I think we're getting to the point where I just want to see them against good competition. Like, what is this team? You know, because I, I scratch my head every single night wondering if this thing's going to turn around, if they are building some legitimate momentum, or are they just kind of a average team? And they've that's how they've that's the only way to kind of describe them so far is they are an average team because they've played very average basketball. I'm going to do that a lot quicker. The answer to your question is no. They have not all played well at the same time. <laughs> it's as simple as that, and that was the concern coming into it, that those three guys I don't think will all play well at the same time, especially for extended periods of time. Very quickly, La Habra and Steve. Steve, what's up? Hey, Travis. Hey, both of you, I love the show, but Travis, I'm very disappointed in you and the one chicken breast can fill you up. He's lying, I mean, bro. Steve, Steve, don't I know. listen to I mean, maybe, Nobody's maybe paying attention to had, that. After you've had most of the rest of the chicken and six IPAs, maybe that's your okay. dessert with some gravy and mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah, with Steve. Okay, when I on. heard that too, hold on. Like everybody, so, nobody, nobody here, believed here, anything. Here's right the there. best part. Here's the best part, Steve. Thank you for the call. You nailed it. You know why? So you, I've told you guys about this. You know what my favorite thing to eat? Like one of my favorite little things just to pick up on the run and, and go is pop into the grocery store and get one of those rotisserie chickens, right? That they have right by the front. It's just you can use it in a million different ways. They're great. And yep. you get it out of the bag when you get home, you eat both wings, you eat both thighs, and then you eat one chicken breast. So by the time I've eaten the one chicken breast, I'm full because I've had really happy know, Steve three quarters of the rest of the chicken. Really happy Steve called food. to point that out because I think a lot of people are like, okay, enough of this Laker stuff. Trav eating a chicken breast and he's good. What is he? Is he uh, I, all of a sudden a calorie I, counter? I always stop with the one breast left because I'm like, I can't eat a whole chicken. I'm not like a coyote. I can't, I can't eat all of it. I need to leave at least one piece to show that a human being was involved in this and not a, a, a wild, you know, feral animal. It's just the, the way that it goes. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Isaiah Thomas, a 10-day yeah. contract with the Lakers. So he's uh, going to make a second run with the Lakers right here. You know, it's interesting. Um, so he played in a G League game and had 42 points. <laughs> this was, off. I think it was yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, and it was his G League debut. And I saw, you know, it's cool. It, it, you saw players, I think Zach Levine was one of them. Another player I'm, I'm forgetting off the top of my head. might have been John ja Morant that's saying, can you guys get this guy back in the league? Yeah. Hey, listen, he's 32 years old. We know his story. 
Um, maybe he can make a case if it's a 10-day contract with the Lakers. Maybe he plays good enough to help the Lakers short-term, and then he could end up somewhere else and, and really help another team. We'll see what you happens. You know it would be hilarious if yeah. he comes in and just gives them an incredible spark, right? Just all of a sudden they got a little life, they got a little bounce, everything just looks a little bit better. Like imagine if Isaiah Thomas is the thing that this team's made. Because sometimes you just never know, right? I know. It just could be the most random thing that puts you in a, in a much different spot. Speaking of players coming back, mm-hmm. I, uh, Clay Thompson – could be back at the earliest December 28th, according to some reports. So, Clay, the, the Warriors are already at a at an unbelievable level right now. Go ahead and add one of the greatest shooters of all time back into an offense that he already knows like the back of his hand. Buckle up, Western Conference. So what will make him dangerous, too, and, and dangerous for the Warriors, they're playing good basketball without him. So he doesn't have to rush back. He doesn't have to, you know, take your time, feel comfortable. By the time you're in February and March and you feel like, hey, I'm back, I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be, it's before the playoffs, they're in a great spot. And there's no, like, ramp up as far as learning what's going on. He's been there forever. They know exactly how to use him. He knows exactly how they're going to – it's just it, – it is – it's a perfect situation for them yeah. to get a player back that's that good at this point in the season that just slides right in seamlessly like you're talking about. Just to, and, and, oh, by the way, Al, I'm mm-hmm. gonna be just, I just love watching the guy play. He's just so much fun to watch. Along of course. The way. How yeah, do they find the pot? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Travis and Sliwa. Get the full three hours Monday through Friday right here on 710. We'll see you back here tomorrow. We'll talk a little Charger football, 710 ESPN.